and welcome to episode 6 of the Dadcast, the show for you if you're a dad, if you're going to be a dad, or if you've just received a card with Do Not Open Until June the 19th, written on the front. I'm Richard Mann. And I'm Alex Perkins. On the show today, we'll be talking daddy time, the parenting highs and lows. Also, we'll be chatting holidays, Buddha and shoemakers. It's a very strange dadcast this week. You are listening to the Perky and Mann Dadcast. Hello and welcome to Dadcast UK, episode number six. Mr Perkins, how are you, sir? I'm really good, thanks. I'm really good. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit stressed today because um, we're getting ready to go away on our first trip. Away. Mind you, we've been to, like, my parents before. We've been to stay at people's houses for, like, a night. But we're going away for four days. And um, it's just the, the list of things you need to take is just ridiculous. Um, it's exciting, though, isn't it? It's really exciting. It is a bit. I, th- I think when we're there, it'll be exciting. But just the build up to it is um, just making me a little bit stressed. I mean, you're going away as well, aren't you? I was just going to say, by chance, so am I. Um, we've been away a few times. Um, and obviously it gets a little bit more complicated with two children. But I think you've just got to plan. We're, we're still not going for quite a few days. But I've got the cases out and um, I'm wanting to sort of put things in there so we don't have that mad last few hours of trying to rush and panicking and thinking oh, we should have washed this and washed that there's probably sort of a, a definitive list somewhere and, and, and actually every every year we've probably written a list and then lost it it used to be when i'd be going on holiday that i'd be thinking about things for myself for like three days and getting all my clothes <laughs> washed that i wanted to take with me and particular things particular outfits i wanted to wear when i was away and planning for like oh if we go for dinner we'll wear this and should i bring the suit like we're going to yeah. spain for four days why would i bring a suit but there's always been those things but but nowadays and we were making a list yesterday and, and we were writing so many things and none of it had anything to do with us. Our stuff is always like, no. yeah, whatever we can find space for at the end, we'll chuck our stuff in. You're right. It's funny because, uh, yeah, as, you, as, as a kid, you'd, you'd spend ages packing and even as an adult, but, but things like, um, oh, what, what holiday book should I take? Well, yeah. no holiday book because you're not going to get a chance to read. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's sort of magazines and books and things to do. You're not going to because uh, Sophie was saying that'd be great be great to sort of sit and relax and i said well yeah yeah it would uh, obviously it, w- it will be great to sit and uh, just uh, watch the girls run around and then have to run after them make sure they don't fall over make <laughs> sure they're not hurting themselves make sure they're not getting into trouble break up the fight <laughs> <laughs> when you first went away d- did you come back absolutely exhausted because i'm bracing myself i'm gonna need a holiday after i come back it's a bit of a cliche but yes i think it's a different kind of holiday i mean i I suppose I've never been really one to just sit and, and do nothing anyway. Um, it's not really me, so I, I would always go and do stuff. And I think with a with a child, you end up um, in different ages, obviously, but you end up doing things and you end up on your feet a lot. But I mean, is Tilly still having nap times? Sort of nap times at yeah. the moment? Is yeah, she? she is. So we've got a kind of you know after breakfast nap and then an afternoon nap and then and then bedtime. So it'll be so I think, plan things around that. I think yeah. And, in a way, I mean, it's just a double-edged sword because it'll be good because it gives you a reference point of, well, we can go out and do something then and the here and there and whatever. And other times it might be right, well, we've got to be back at wherever you're staying. Um, but it kind of at least gives you a framework, I think. And um, I it's a difficult one. You, you just got to have fun. And at the same time, if you have got a regime um, on holiday, be prepared to completely break it up. 
because otherwise well, you might as well just be at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this is this is the time that we do this. Yeah, yeah. At home, <laughs> not on holiday. This is the time we're going to stay up the whole night or whatever. The think- thing I'm not sure about is are restaurants even open at six o'clock when we have our dinner now? <laughs> yeah. Do you know that's funny because I I remember years ago there's a, lo- a lovely sort of pizza place. I remember sort of going in there at I don't know half seven and eight and and seeing people with children finishing up and leaving and thinking, God, that's really boring, you know. <laughs> the night's just beginning. And now the thought of, well, we could get a pizza in at half six. <laughs> we could be out by half seven. It's like, oh, that'd be really good. <laughs> it's like, what's happened? What's happened? Everything changes. <laughs> now, you're going to Portugal, yeah? This, is this yeah. your first one abroad? Or have you been abroad before with them? No, we actually have been abroad a few times, I've got to admit. Um, and we've been abroad with the two of them. We've been very lucky recently we had a spate of not going away at all but we, we've been quite lucky um how, how the, the, do you the, pack how do you pack to go abroad because normally you're kind of struggling to meet the weight allowance when it's just two of you so how do you yeah how do you pack i mean do you i just i can't even get my head around it my, my sister has got uh, baby austin who's just over four months old and they went to connecticut and cape cod and new york and i can't even begin to imagine like turning up at the airport with the buggy and the like how what do you what are you going to take and what are you not going to take are there things you're going to buy when you get there yeah i think the thing is that you know unless you're going to um you know the amazon you can buy stuff and i think we think we need to take everything with us you can get milk you can get whatever and obviously as the children get older they can eat anything you know i think the main thing is is you've got the essentials and you've got any kind of medicines whether it's neurofen or cowpole or whatever um any teething thing make sure you've got it make sure you've got enough nappies but you can get it absolutely anywhere they've got i don't know if you've heard of a trunky which is a, like a children's suitcase oh yeah. which is really good because what they can do is they can sit on it and uh so if they're you know a bit tired or bored or whatever at the airport you can also pull it along so it becomes a little bit of a play thing. Um, but it also is small enough to go in the hold. Ah. So you can take it on the on the plane with you. And essentially with Phoebe, we're going to put all her, some essential stuff in there and all her kind of toys. And then that's her thing done. And plus we can take that with us. Doesn't take up any room in our cases. Georgia's a bit too young. She's got one, but there's no point in taking one because it becomes an, an extra bit of faff. Do a checklist. I think do a checklist because if you especially when you sort of you're just about to leave and you're like oh have we got this have we got that have we got that do a checklist make sure you've got it um and also the, the, I think that's the best thing the thing you said about the trunky that's a great idea because um we bought one for, in fact the family we're going away with we're going away with a family who've got a four-year-old boy and one-year-old twins so even even uh even less relaxing than it would be if it was just the three <laughs> of us going away there's lots of babies but we bought um him the older boy uh, Leo, we bought him a trunky, a Gruffalo trunky, a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. He would come round with the trunky, and there'd be nothing in it, but it would just be his toy <laughs> that he loved, and he would just play with it without anything in it. So, I think that's a great idea. I think the trunky is a good thing to get. What about passports then for the kids? Have you got the uh, you've got the passports, obviously, and you've got photos. Got the passports. Yeah, well, Phoebe's photo was when she was about one and a bit, and uh, she looks nothing like it. It's a baby. We got a picture of a baby, um, and she's four. And Georgia's uh, a baby yet again, a very, very young baby. She looks nothing like it. In fact, coming back last year from Greece, we got stopped in Greece, and they queried Phoebe. They queried her passport. Did they? Um, and, yeah, and there was a moment where suddenly you think, whoa, whoa, hang on. <laughs> and then, and the, guy, the guy then went off and got another guy. 
and he came over and they were talking and and, and it did not look anything like her. <laughs> Just it wasn't a particularly good photo in the first place, but in the end they they it was fine. You sort of think, God, that's quite scary, isn't it? That is very you know, scary. What, how do you start proving you? You know, especially if we've got to get a, a flight, you can't prove. It's not very difficult to prove within. I don't know within that half an hour. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not I was, like you got loads of photos or something with you. I was tempted because we've got the forms printed off to get Tilly a passport just in case, you know. And uh, yeah. and of course with with passport photos, there's really sort of set stipulations. You know, can't smile, got to be on this color background and stuff. And I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a pain in getting it the right size. I think you can take your own now, but you have to still get it to the exact right size. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought oh I'm, it's a baby i'm sure you could just stick another baby's photo on there <laughs> there should be a website it's just like babypassportphoto.com and yeah. you, you've just you've just got like i don't know 10 generic shots of babies and you're like that looks a bit like my baby <laughs> and it prints it in the right size and everything that's exactly a, that's a that's a good dad cast business we'll do it babypassportphotos.com your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by perky or man This week on the show, we are going to focus a little bit on daddy time. And this is kind of the first time and the first few times where you as a dad are with your baby all by yourself. It was very, very scary for me. Do you remember your first time? I do, yes. Uh, Soph was out for the evening and Phoebe woke up and I, I gave her some cowpole or Nurofen, I can't remember which one, and I found out that that I'd actually given her double the dose. So I double dosed her. Um, Afterwards, I found out, obviously, and I panicked. And then I called NHS, um, whatever the NHS number was, and um, and they talked me through a load of questions. And and, and it was essentially fine, but they told me to to just wait by her for, you know, the next hour make sure this was happening and and I was I was panicking because I thought this is the first time and Soph was only out for about three hours <gasps> I thought I've, I've managed to double dota on the first time out so Soph got back and I got like guilty face she's like what's wrong and I told her and she panicked and oh, have no. you have you rung NHS yes 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 and um anyway it was fine it was That's... it was totally fine she slept very well um because I double dosed her so um <laughs> so now um, whenever she's not sleeping <laughs> exactly but the same thing happened a few months ago with Georgia I double dosed her I was like I don't believe it I've done exactly the same thing with the second child I just got it wrong it's, it's so good that, that you, you phoned know. NHS right there what's is that the 111 number yes they're just fantastic relaxed and yeah just professional exactly what you expect but um but we're very, very good. Well, that's and a they good... take you sort of, all your details down, and it's you know it, it's great. And then there's a reference point if you need to call back and everything. So, yeah. oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's a good number to have on speed dial, isn't it? For any new dads out there, just um, just in case something goes wrong, yeah, it's yeah, good definitely. To be able to well, phone very quickly. I agree. What What about you? What about you, Alex? Well, I just I mean I remember the first time I, was, I think Tilly was six weeks old because we'd been both pretty much at home together for most of the time i'd been in town a couple of times i think for work um but not a lot and so we'd kind of been doing it all together and then rachel got a day's filming and uh, tilly was six weeks old and suddenly it was like god this is going to be the first time that i'm in charge by myself so it was quite a, you know it wasn't too soon after uh, matilda being born i remember just before rachel left i remember going oh just before you go i'm just going to go to the loo because I was sort of thinking, I don't know when I'll next get a chance to go to the loo. 
<laughs> because you, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where I could put Tilly when I was going to the loo. You know what I mean? You feel like you've got to yeah. hold them the whole time. I suppose now, I, you know, a lot more relaxed about it and a lot more relaxed about what I can do. But I remember it being just really, really daunting. Just kind of, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat anything because how am I going to prep myself a sandwich with her? You know, I've got to be holding her the whole time. <laughs> But um, but it was good. I remember the first time as well that she was crying quite a lot, and uh, and I remember just sort of sitting there with her, just kind of thinking, I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, when she was crying before, Rachel would put her on the boob, and that would be a way of calming her. I had milk for her in bottles, express milk, but she wasn't as fussed by those. You know, she wasn't as fussed by having those. So not much went wrong that day. It was quite a while later, about maybe when she was six months old. There was a time when Rachel had been into town and. I was home with her and I was feeding her and then Rachel was kind of on her way home and we'd sort of timed it so that Rachel would get back in time to put her to bed. So I'd feed her, put her in the bath and then and then Rachel would put her to bed and she started choking and she's choked before when she's done baby load weaning, you know, usually just give her a little tap on the back and it comes up and she's completely fine. But this time she choked and she kept choking and suddenly there was that moment of like, oh my God, suddenly you know, that adrenaline rush of just like, oh, I've got to do something now because if I yeah. don't do the right thing, then this could be absolutely devastating. And like, I mean, I, I yanked her out of the chair and I think even just yanking her out of the chair made her cough up uh, the bit yeah. of food that she had. And it was a big old lump of carrot as well. It was terrifying. And I remember just after that, just sort of like sitting, holding her and until Rachel came in. <laughs> she's not going to the I bath yet. It's... No, she's not going to the bath. I've not <laughs> moved a muscle since I, that happened. It, it was so scary. It's Yeah, it is. And I think if you've got your, your partner there, they, you know, they're a reference point and you can sort of both sort of square the situation, can't you? Absolutely. And spe- absolutely. And, and, and you're looking for the other person's uh, sort of advice and approval and, and whatever. Whereas if it's you, it's just like, especially in those early days. And as you get older and as your child gets older, you, you get more comfortable. But, but certainly initially, you just think, I don't, know, I don't know what to do. What do I do? And, and uh, you know, you are wholly responsible. Because when um, there's two of you, you can discuss it or at least kind of go, I think we should do this. And they could either say yes or yeah. they could say no. And you come to a decision yourself. So when it's one person making that decision, uh, it can be quite, it can be quite I think scary. so. One thing I found with daddy days when it's me with her the whole time, nowadays particularly, is that of course I know all the things that she needs and how to look after them. When things go wrong, I know what to do. Whereas when we're both there, then you still kind of give the responsibility over to mum because yeah. she's kind of done it a little bit more than you have, perhaps. Yeah. But um, no, I agree. One thing that I uh, I did read about daddy time as well is um, a lot of people's age shops like, oh, you know, daddy's babysitting today, and it's like, no, daddy's not babysitting. Yeah. Daddy's no, no, parenting. No. It's not <laughs> babysitting. <laughs> What, does dad get paid like, you know, six pounds an hour to look after the baby? Come on. As, as mum goes out, there's uh, there's tea tea and coffee on the side. Uh, I've left a Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring your boyfriend around. Don't bring your boyfriend. The Dadcast, slowly weaning you onto solid parenthood. Children have a lot of toys. Certainly mine do. A lot of teddy bears and fluffy toys and a lot of people buy them for them uh, and, and we've been guilty of buying quite a few um, but I think the their bedroom is just sort of heaving and being overrun by f- fluffy stuffed teddy bears <laughs> um, and I have made a vow not to buy any more and then even I keep seeing things and go actually I'll oh, just buy that one you know nice. anyway I've hit upon a, a, a really good one uh, and I got them for this uh, at Christmas actually 
My first Buddha. My first, My first Buddha. Buddha. Yeah. Now, Phoebe started to get、um, sort of intrigued by Buddhas. We went to Glastonbury、uh, last year, actually, a couple of years ago, and then last year. And she was just asking, what, you know, what are they?、And、they're Buddhas. Or Buddha. And then she, Buddha was a, a word that she, she knew. And this is actually this is the first time we went、uh, a few years ago. And then she had a picture hugging a Buddha. <laughs> and then she kept talking about Buddhas. So I, I, I was sort of scouring the internet, thinking, I wonder if you can get sort of child friendly Buddha. I was thinking more that she likes what it looks like and、um, rather than from sort of any kind of religious or spiritual、uh, angle. Do you, friend, know, you know what I mean? Friendly chubby man. A friendly chubby. Well, actually, funny enough, because that's what, one thing I found out that the big Buddha is actually a, a laughing Chinese monk. That's not Buddha. What? But, but, but yeah, yeah, it's, a common, it's, it's a, one of those misconceptions. Nobody can、um, say that Dadcast isn't informative. No, there you go. It's true. It's true. It's true. So that's a that's a laughing Chinese Buddha. The、um, the actual Buddha. Sorry, like laughing Chinese monk. I'm a little confusing myself. <laughs> the actual Buddha is、um, well, the other one. And <laughs> I guess very difficult to describe to you. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean.、One. You know what I mean. The I, other one.、I'm, I don't know the other one. Anyway, but fine. Yeah, I, I'll have to look into it because I don't know the other. One. I, all I know is the the, the smiling well, you, Chinese monk. Well, No, no, it's 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 Google Google Buddha. Anyway, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna reach down because obviously we're we're, we're recording in two different studios,、uh, many miles apart. So just hold hold for okay because I've got I've got two of these my first Buddhas here. Okay, I can't see them. No, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so here we go. So these are these are listen listen. Can you hear that? Yeah. So you shake them, and they've got these lovely bell things. I tell you what, we'll do. We'll tweet a picture of these out. Oh, great! That's what、okay. we'll do, and put、yeah. it on Facebook. We'll put it on Facebook. It's just really relaxing. You know, it's as simple as that. Yeah, they're really relaxing.、Great. And they've got they've got a they've got a lovely little smile, and they're at peace, and they've got their hands on their knees, open palms, cross legged, and、um, so, they're cool. So、yeah. my first Buddha. That's、uh, great. Something a li- something a little bit different than you get from most shops. So、uh, Dadcast approves <laughs> my first Buddha. <laughs> Fantastic. Now something that Dadcast does not approve. Is the elves and the shoemaker <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Now、uh, we've spoken before about、um, books that、uh, we've had、uh, given to us for Matilda. Yeah. And then you、yeah. read the book, and then you get to the end and realise, with Chicken Licking, for example, that they all die at the end, and it's very traumatic. But the elves and the shoemaker. Do you remember this story? You remember this classic tale? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's only looking through it now that I realise. There's a massive flaw in this book, and it may just be、so、you're, I'm a bit older. But so you're going to really spoil this for me now, aren't you? I I think I am, and, and、uh, <laughs> it's so the, the the tale is this poor shoemaker and his wife、mm. uh, down in their luck. They're down to their final piece of leather from which they can make a pair of shoes. They leave it out overnight, and these elves come in and they make a pair of shoes. Okay, so far、yeah. so good. Now. <clears throat> It's a lovely pair of shoes, and the next day a lady comes into the shop, a rich lady, and she buys these shoes because they're so well made. And then it says, "This is in the the, the the Ladybird Classic." The lady tried on the shoes, and they fitted her perfectly. She was so pleased that she paid the shoemaker twice the usual price. Okay, so you're、right. thinking this shoemaker, he's got lots of money. I mean, if he sells one pair of shoes for a certain price, if he sells it for twice the price, he's going to make a lot of money, and he's going to be able to、yeah. buy lots of leather with that, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing well. If he's it, if he's a good businessman, well, he's not. With the money, the shoemaker <laughs> was able to buy leather for two pairs of shoes, right? Right. So, so、yeah. he, if he'd sold it at the normal price, yeah, then he would have had enough money to buy just a bit more leather. 
So he does all the labour of these shoes, sells them for the same price that he buys the leather for. Come on! And that's not taken into consideration his um, time actually um, making the shoes and anything else that he's needed. Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't mention overheads. It doesn't mention. <laughs> Income tax, corporation tax, statutory <laughs> holiday pay. None of this is mentioned. And I think it's kids need to know this. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and You're then, never going to get anywhere in life, are you? He's never. And so the next thing he does is he eases two bits of leather. The elves make two pairs of shoes. Two fine gentlemen come in. They think these shoes are really, really well made. So they make, you know, they pay double the usual price. And he's got four bits of leather. Like, come on, it's just stupid. <laughs> so that's it. Refuse to read that. How is Matilda going to understand the value of money and have any fiscal prudence if she sells things at cost? That's just not good. Not good. I love that. I love that. There's a. a, a, a t- I tell you what, you're going to sort of end up ruining all the children's stories over the next few years if we carry on this absolutely oh, don't get me started on the animals went in two by two that's for another day that's for another we'll day. do that another day <laughs> rich have you got a qi fact for us because we need to go i have i have yeah yeah i know yeah we, we time is pushing yeah qi fact here we go toddlers who tell lies early on are more likely to do well later in life oh brilliant why is that? Because they've got imagination. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense. Part, part of you thinks, oh, that's a bit shocking. But you think, no, no, you've got an imagination. So, yeah, those little grey cells are working at an early age. Yeah. Um, so, And they'll be yeah. good when they have their shoe shop and they go, mate, that's the cheapest I can do it. That's, that's cost, <laughs> that is, that's cost. <laughs> so encourage children to lie and they'll do well. <laughs> that's good. That's I like not- that. I think I will. I think getting kids to tell stories. Well... It's tricky, isn't it? You don't want to lie too much. Who broke the vase? No, but it's being creative, isn't it? It's being creative. I think that's the point. I, I, I suppose lie is that maybe the, the lie is a bit of a key word here that maybe you can you can sort of go either way. But I think if you can be creative, um, I think uh, yeah. Have yeah, your kids good. told any good lies yet? Yeah, Phoebe, Phoebe cut her hair at preschool a few months ago. Yeah, and came back and, uh, and blamed it on uh, one of the boys, and we were furious, and we thought, well, how do we? What do we do? Do we go to the parents? Do we, you know, because it, it was a bit of a, essentially she had a mini fringe on, <laughs> on part of her hair and she's not got a fringe, you know. Um, anyway, after a few discussions with preschool and with Phoebe, she said that she did it. <laughs> Amazing. Who did she's she just, blame it on? What boy? What was he called? Do you know, I can't remember his name. But oh. we, um, yeah, we, he uh, begins with L. Luke, let's call him Luke. Let's call him Luke. Lucas, it's Lucas. Lucas, okay. It's if, Lucas. If Lucas, you're, that's it. If you're listening to this part of the podcast, could you please tweet at Dadcast UK and just write, <laughs> Lucas did it. Just so we know how many people are listening. Tweet at Dadcast UK and just say, Lucas did it. That would be amazing. Anyway, it's that's time it. for us to go. So have a great holiday. And, and we'll you s- have a great holiday. And we'll we'll catch much. up soon. And yeah. Talk, talk more... D- Dadcast UK stuff. We'll talk when we're we're both completely exhausted from the holiday. <laughs> and we'll be saying, we need another holiday. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> See you later then. See you. Bye. See you. Bye. Subscribe to the Perky and Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcast uk.